Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery, from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories, and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts, or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Welcome to Rainbow Puppy Science Lab. It's the world's only lab dedicated exclusively to the study of all things awesome. Every episode, we'll explore a different subject and figure out what makes it great. So goggles on, awesomeologists. This might get messy. But we're about to discover something something awesome. Hi, I'm Atticus. And I'm Kyle. Welcome back to Rainbow Puppy Science Lab, where every week we learn about something awesome. You may recall last week we shared two stories. One was an absolutely amazing true story, but the other is just incredible. That means it isn't credible or believable because we just made it up. It's a little game we like to call fact or fake. Here we go. In 1993, a team of scientists began experiments with cloning technology in the hopes of bringing a dinosaur to life today. Their work was conducted on a small island off Costa Rica in order to keep everyone safe from the dinosaurs if the experiments were successful. Fortunately, or unfortunately, the experiments were halted as several scientists expressed grave concerns about the ethics and safety. Or, while people have seen and wondered about dinosaur bones and other fossils throughout history, the name dinosaur didn't come around until 1842, when a scientist named Sir Richard Owen coined the term. He combined the Latin words dinos, meaning terrible, and soros, meaning lizard. Although non-avian dinosaurs were extinct 66 million years ago, birds today have a common ancestor with those terrible lizards, so you might say there are some dinosaurs roaming the earth today. There you have it. Two great stories, but one is just a little too good to be true. Which do you think is fake? If you need a moment to think about it or talk it over, go ahead and pause the show. We'll be right here when you get back. And now, the moment of truth has arrived. Drum roll, please. Uh, Dad, that sounds like a dinosaur. Yeah, we better get moving. The true story was that Sir Richard Owen coined the term dinosaur in 1842. You know, that got me wondering what people called dinosaurs before 1842. All around the world, people had different ideas to explain the odd fossils they encountered. In China, they believed they might be dragon bones. In ancient Greece, people like Plato and Aristotle believed that the natural world was just sort of harmonious, causing living and non-living things to resemble each other. 
During the Renaissance, actually, Leonardo da Vinci, the famous artist and scientist, was among the first to dismiss the theory that fossils were simply odd rocks and recognized that fossils came from living things. By the 17th century, scientists were starting to understand how fossils came to be and that some of them were from creatures that are now extinct. Of course, they still had a ways to go, as many believed the giant bones were evidence of a race of giant humans who once roamed the Earth. If you thought scientists were experimenting with DNA to bring dinosaurs to life, you weren't too far off. While we may not be going to visit a real-life Jurassic Park anytime soon, there are scientists looking for evidence of dinosaur DNA and, perhaps more significantly, there are scientists working to bring some creatures back from extinction. A company called Colossal was founded by a Harvard geneticist and a tech entrepreneur. They're working right now to recreate woolly mammoths in the hopes to one day bring a herd of hundreds of them to the Siberian tundra. They believe woolly mammoths would help restore the habitat by knocking down trees, fertilizing the soil, and encouraging the regrowth of grasslands. If all goes according to their plans, they say they could have some woolly mammoth calves in about five years. Well, it's pretty cool that they may be able to bring back some extinct creatures like woolly mammoths or the dodo bird sometime in the next few years. But today's mini-episode is about dinosaurs, so I think we need to focus on the past instead of the future. Sounds good. When were dinosaurs around anyways? I mean, I know we started calling them dinosaurs in 1842, but... When did the dinosaurs actually live? Dinosaurs roamed the Earth during the Mesozoic era 246 to 66 million years ago. So was it like the Flintstones with people using dinosaurs to get work done? Or were cave people scared of the dinosaurs? Is that why they were in caves? Were they hiding from the dinos? Uh, neither. Dinosaurs were around several million years before humans. The dinosaurs went extinct around 66 million years ago, but the early ape-like human ancestors didn't come around until around 4 million years ago, and modern humans evolved around two to 300,000 years ago. So how did the dinosaurs go extinct? Dinosaurs became extinct around 66 million years ago in an event called the Cretaceous, Paleogene extinction event. The most common theory suggests that a massive asteroid almost six miles wide hit Earth, causing widespread devastation. The impact created dust and debris that blocked the sunlight, which affected plants and disrupted the food chain, leading to the extinction of about three-fourths of plant and animal species, including all the non-avian dinosaurs. What do you mean non-avian dinosaurs? The word avian relates to birds. There were some bird dinosaurs that survived the mass extinction event, and our modern birds evolved from them. The non-avian dinosaurs were all the non-bird dinosaurs, like the Triceratops. Triceratops? What was that? 
Triceratops literally means three-horned face. It was a big dinosaur with three big horns on its head and a bony frill, which was like a shield going over its neck. It was about 30 feet or nine meters long. Sounds horrifying. Actually, they were gentle giants. They were herbivores, meaning they had a vegetarian diet. They didn't attack and eat other dinosaurs, just plants. They were social creatures traveling in packs. They likely did that for the same reason they had the horns and frill, to protect them from other dinosaurs like the Tyrannosaurus rex. Ah, the old T-Rex. Let me guess, they were actually gentle too? Oh no, they were vicious. They had giant teeth and incredibly powerful jaws. There are several fossils of other dinosaurs with Tyrannosaurus rex bites taken out of them, showing that a T-Rex could bite right through horns and bones. Even the name indicates how vicious they could be. Tyrannosaurus is Greek for tyrant lizard, and Rex is Latin for king. The Tyrannosaurus Rex was the tyrant king, or mean and oppressive, ruler of the dinosaurs. So the T-Rex was the biggest dinosaur out there? No, the Titanosaurus is believed to be the biggest dinosaur of them all. They were absolutely huge, measuring about 120 feet, or 37.5 meters. Wow, they must have weighed a ton. Actually, they weighed about 57 tons. That's well over 100,000 pounds. Okay, let's wrap this up with just a few more quick facts. Which was the fastest dinosaur? Ornithomimid. They kind of looked like an ostrich, and they're thought to have reached speeds of 60 miles per hour. Okay, we covered the biggest and the fastest, but let's go the other way. What was the smallest dinosaur? There was a discovery of an odd little skull a few years ago. They believed it was a new species they called Oculendentavis, meaning eye-toothed bird, and it was smaller than a hummingbird. How do they come up with these weird names? They're usually named after some unique physical characteristics, or how they behaved, the place they were discovered, or a person involved in the discovery. They usually use two Greek or Latin words. Some common words you might hear in dinosaur names might be mega, which means huge, or micro, meaning tiny. Apata means deceptive, and saurus. We already said that means lizard. You know, it just reminded me, hearing about the apatosaurus, when I was a kid, I always heard about the Brontosaurus, and like Bronta means thunder. It was like this giant dinosaur that we learned like when it walked, it would sound like thunder crashing and stuff like that. And then later on, they said, actually, that was mislabeled. It was actually an Apatosaurus, which now I am realizing full circle, totally perfect because Apata, it's deceptive. They got it mixed up. They were sort of deceptive and misidentified the Brontosaurus, which was actually an Apatosaurus. That's funny. And just in case that wasn't bananas enough, 
in 2015, after like a hundred years of saying the brontosaurus never existed, paleontologists came out with a new study saying maybe it was actually a real thing after all. So even today, there is still quite a bit of debate as to whether or not the brontosaurus was actually an apatosaurus or its own separate creature. Which leaves me wondering, just how many different species of dinosaur were there? So far, over a thousand different species have been identified, but of course there's always way more to discover. True, and there's always more to cover, but I think we're going to have to wrap up our dinosaur episode. After all, this is supposed to be a mini, meaning small, episode. How about we give everybody a micro-preview of next week's episode on chocolate? Sounds good to me. I think it's time for another round of fact or fake. When we think of chocolate, most people immediately think of chocolate bars, chocolate chips, and other solid sweets. But initially, people didn't use it as a snack. They would use chocolate for medicine, like a balm they could spread across their skin to heal cuts and scrapes, or sometimes as a beauty treatment. Imagine going to the spa and getting a chocolate mask covering your face. Or, there's an old saying that money doesn't grow on trees, but historically, it did, at least for the Mayan and Aztec people, that used cocoa beans as currency to trade for goods and services. Even though each cocoa tree would produce hundreds of cocoa beans, people considered them more valuable than gold. So there you have it. Which do you think is true? Tune in to next week's episode on Chocolate to find out. Thanks for listening to our show. Rainbow Puppy Science Lab is an airwave media podcast. It was written, produced, mixed, and edited by us, Atticus and Kyle. Background music and sound effects came courtesy of Pixabay. Today, we covered something that we love and wanted to learn more about, but what are you curious about? Ask your grown-up to head over to RainbowPuppyScienceLab.com to find some fun experiments and activities you can try. While you're there, tell us what you like and what you're curious about. You might just hear it in a future episode.